Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the Sean Salisbury Show right here on the Believe Network. We got a ton to catch up on. We had a fun Masters weekend with Sunday being crazy because of all the rain. Some of the third round got pushed into Sunday. Then we had a battle between a lot of people. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be two guys, and it ended up being a lot of guys trying to get in the mix, including old lefty Phil with just a phenomenal Sunday. We'll get into that. The NFL draft is 16 days away, I believe, if my math is correct. Uh, So that's coming up quick. Maybe that team there in Houston, Sean, that you know I've been very critical of my entire time there in Houston with you. And are they going to make another mistake? Are they going to? We'll ask that question. And we just had a top three pick from the 2020 draft be traded for a fifth round pick. I'll tell you who that is in a little bit. But before we get into all that, we're all brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, we share our segs, and Bet Online is still your number one source for all your betting and college basketball, uh, you know, all of it, right? NBA is playoffs started. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. And it's betonline.ag. Updated odds for everything from live games, conference championships, right through to the Final Four, which you saw the championship game and beyond next season as well. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters, but also you can bet golf and basketball and football uh, and all the other sports that are on there at your service. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign in and reduce um, some costs because you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, Sean, you mentioned NBA. I want to jump on something real quick. We got the NBA playoffs starting, as you mentioned. We got the play-in games start tonight, I think, or tomorrow night. I can't remember. I'm not really into the NBA right at this second. But something interesting happened this past weekend. Final game of the season, Dallas Mavericks playing for a spot in that play-in tournament. And they rest all their guys. They sit, they tank. I mean, blatant tank. I mean, I mean, this is as blatant as we've ever seen it. They were going to give up a pick if they won this game to the New York Knicks, most likely, and and went into the playing tournament. Now, most likely, they are going to be able to keep their pick, or at least the odds are in their favor. They'll be able to keep their top 10 pick because a pick that was supposed to go to New York uh, was – top 10 protected and I don't know what the league should do about it I have my own thoughts including taking this pick away from them because you can't just have teams doing this blatantly like they're fighting for a playoff spot there's a difference between you got two games left and you're the you know in the third spot trying to get into the second or even get into the first best odds of of getting the number one pick but they're fighting for a playoff spot. They made a huge move to get Kyrie Irving. And then they sit there guys, including Kyrie. And, and it was just, they made a mockery of it against the bulls and the bulls went out and won. And now they're, they're playing in the play in tournament and the Dallas Mavericks are not. This isn't how it was set up to be. It's Bush league. And you and I both know it. It's yes. horseshit. Okay. The things that Adam silver and the NBA are trying to fight against, right? Play in tournaments, mid season tournaments next year, 
which really isn't mid-season. What's it, December or whatever it is? Yeah, it's stupid. It's an early January. Excuse me. It's an early season tournament. Listen, I get if the rules allow you to tank, it's the rule, then then go for it. This isn't how it was supposed to be, and I don't want to hear somebody say, well, the letter of the law, the bottom line is you had a chance to be in a competitive situation, and if you didn't want to do that, you wouldn't have gone out and traded for Kyrie Irving. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. It hadn't worked out for the Mavericks, and that's why. And I'm a former season ticket holder of the Mavericks. I love Mark Cuban. I love the city. I love everything about it. But this is bullshit. And this is not the way it's supposed to be because you're basically sending a message that unless you're one of the basic six teams, and you know what? Do whatever you want down the stretch. Who does this? Who does this? Because you don't want to lose the pick and the asset. Right. Maybe others would. But I, I, I think this is fine. I think they're, they, they, you could – uh, hit somebody with a, li- a huge fine. And the only way, Segs, you know this, athletes and front offices get affected by slaps on the hand. They don't. They get affected when you take assets away and hit them with big money. Exactly. That's the only way. So if Adam Silver wants to set back and say, well, you know what, I, there's nothing I can do, then, then then none of us should be bitching about the fact that j- just play it safe all the time and make sure you get the asset. If you're, It also tells you that the Mavericks know that they ain't good enough to win the whole thing. That's also what it tells you. So, exactly. and a lot of us, this is a team that was Western Conference Finals last year, Sags, right? Western, yeah. who, let, let's see, and, yeah, and lost in the Western Conference Finals to Golden State, who mm-hmm. eventually went on to win it. So, to me, I, I, this reeks of, not, not only is it shady, it was obvious. I understand, you know, the teams that are playing for Victor and trying to get the pick, you're one of the final three, you're 14%, you're one of the, I, I get it. I get it because the rules don't prevent you from doing that. But in this case, this is not how the rule was set up. They should be a heavy fine of suspension. And if you really want to make an impact, dock them the pick and give it away mm-hmm. anyway. If you really want, if Adam Silver wants to stop this shit now, do it. Yep. And make and apologize not once. Say when we're in a competitive situation, battling to be in the top ten, you don't do this. I thought it was weak, and I thought, and I think as much much to my. I hate to say this because I like, you know, I understand, but I don't like it. They should, it should be a big fine. And I'm not so sure that I wouldn't dock them the pick or give it to the Knicks anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, like you said, Bush league is the perfect word for it. When, when you have a chance to make a playoff, I mean, imagine an NFL team having a chance to get that final wild card. And I know the NBA and NFL are a little different in terms of, you know, if you're the 10th seed and you're in the play in your chances of winning the title are very, very slim, but it's still, you're in the playoffs. And like we mentioned, you went and got Kyrie. You're trying to build this. You're trying to show Luca that you're a serious organization. And then you're going to do that. I know it helps you because it gives you the asset and all that. And I understand tanking. And I, I, I don't want to say I'm a proponent of tanking, but I understand why teams do it now while it's legal. Like the bears tanking this season with getting rid of all their money and getting the first pick. And then they were able to trade it and and all that. We've seen it in baseball work with the Houston Astros, the Chicago Cubs and, and so on. But there's a difference of teams tanking the entire season to be bad and kind of reset everything as an organization in terms of, but then also turn around and now you have a team tanking to miss the playoffs. Well, well look at this, Sags. A team like the Texans, who didn't have a chance to make the playoffs, they played to win the last game. Yeah. All they had to do was not throw the, the semi-Hail Mary into the end zone for a mm-hmm. touchdown, and 
they're picking first and, and your bears, it's a whole different saga. It is Completely a whole different, different situation for, right now for three for minimum of three teams and maybe mm-hmm. more depending yep. on if errors. I mean, th- th- that thing, the way it shaped the draft. And this is a team that knew they were hor- that they, were ne- they weren't any good. Right. And yet they weren't. It's not like they were had to win the last one to get the playoffs. They had to lose the last one, have the first pick and control the draft. Right. And they lost out on that. And now you're talking to me about an NBA team that is a p- position to make the playoffs and a superstar really two superstar players on their roster, one, you know, in Luka Dantich and trying to figure out, get help for him, and can you keep him there? And you decide, let's rest him because we want that pick. You're telling me the asset means more than the competition? I don't like it, and I never will. I thought it was weak. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you mentioned the Houston Texans, the NFL draft. I said, talked about the Bears. We're just, just about two weeks, just over two weeks away. Two weeks from Thursday night will be the first round. A lot of rumblings that the Panthers are going to go CJ Stroud. I still believe it's Bryce Young. I think it's, I think there's a little game of cat and mouse to see what the Texans are going to do it too, to see if, you know, the Panthers could even get the Texans to swap. I mean, I don't know what the Texans are thinking. There's, I've heard rumors of the Texans not wanting CJ Stroud because of his agent, who his agent is, which is the same agent as, as Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's talk. I've, you know, talked to some people that say the Texans like Anthony Richardson very much, and he could be a possibility at number two. What are your thoughts right there on those top two picks with the Panthers starting at one with just two weeks out? We've heard kind of both guys, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, just talked to a, a friend earlier who said it could be Bryce Young. It's looking like so. Who knows? What are your thoughts on it? Well, second, let me ask you this: You, me, Frank Reich, D'Amico, Ryan's, Nick Casario, all those involved. If you're, if I told you your career was on the line, that you could not work in sports again or coach a football team or be a GM of a football team ever again, if this pick failed. Your mortgage was on the line, mm-hmm. and it's time to hand in the card. If you're Carolina, whose name are you riding on it for the, I guess what I'd say when it comes to quarterback, that's why they traded up there. Mm-hmm. You may see Will Anderson's a bigger guarantee to be success right. in the league, yes. but I'm talking about a quarterback. We're talking quarterbacks, yeah. Right. Whose name are you putting on a card? Uh, to me, it's it's been the same guy all along, all through the football season and everything. It's Bryce Young. Agreed. So if I'm going down, I'm going down with the guy that I've seen has been the most productive and has everything I love except one thing. Okay, so he doesn't throw it through a car wash without getting it wet. Right. He can hit the car wash and, quite frankly, probably with some of that accuracy and playmaking skills, hit a few of the brushes that are hanging from it. But that doesn't mean that strong-arm guys aren't. But to me, throw on t- it was never an issue in college, and he's 204 pounds and, and the size – the size, right? I am not willing to risk my franchise because a guy's not six foot three. Now, if he was six foot two, because of optics and the way people talk and perception, it would be him and everybody else in this draft. We'd be talking so, about Bryce Young like we do Caleb Williams. That's if he exactly was right. That's exactly right. So I'm not willing to risk my mortgage or franchise on the fact. And if 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 he fails, wouldn't be the first one, but. If I'm going, if you're telling me pre-draft, okay, dude, whichever one, your your career is on the line. I'm taking the kid from Alabama. I'm going Bryce Young. That's me. I now I don't know Frank Reich. We've seen him. He likes big quarterbacks, yep. but Reich, while successful in Philadelphia, 
missed on Wentz, missed on Rivers, missed on Ryan. When I say miss, they were at the end of their career, but they didn't have the yeah. success they wanted. And now he's at Carolina, who hasn't had success drafting quarterbacks. This is a huge pick. So when it all comes down to it, Frank Reich is there and the GM, and they're talking about what deal are we going to make? Are you? And I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's not going to be a star. Hell, Richardson and Levis may all be stars. But if they pose that question, you have to take Bryce Young. Yes, that's agreed. my opinion. And to me, C.J. Stroud, while a hell of a player, if I'm picking two, I'm drafting him second. Those are the first two picks, and they will be in this draft, in my opinion. The Mulageta thing, I think you got to compartmentalize. I know with Mulageta and Deshaun Watson, but I'm not going to punish. I am not going to punish C.J. Stroud for the agent. The agent's job is to get his client the best deal, and they did. Watson wanted out, and he got out. And in truth, $230 million guaranteed. Not only does his agent do good for him, his agent did better by him than anybody's done. So exactly. regardless of what you like, I don't think that would stop me from picking him. But if everything was equal and you liked one agent, didn't like that, maybe with Bryce Young and Stroud. But I don't think that's the deciding factor. So, Segs, those two are going with the first two. And to me, it's a no-brainer. Now, you mentioned Anthony Richardson. If, in fact, Arizona – see, I think there could be movement at three with Arizona, Atlanta, Raiders. Tennessee is the hot name. Tennessee, another one where they want to jump in to get another quarterback and trump the Colts. And you get an extra asset next, especially admitting on how far the team that jumps into it is, you're going to swap picks and get another first rounder more than likely for next year or what have you, unless somebody has yep. two picks here. So Tennessee, and I think Arizona needs so many different players. They need assets. I would trade out of that thing as well if it was me. Now, Will Anderson sitting there at three, you're not going wrong drafting that cat, right? He's a great player. But it depends on how bad somebody covets the third quarterback, whether it's Richardson or Levis to jump over the – the Colts. So I think there could be movement there. As far as Richardson, the only way I see the the Houston Texans taking Anthony Richardson is not trading out of the two-hole. They're not going to draft him in the two-hole, in my opinion, is to trade out of the 12-hole, take Will Anderson second, and then all of a sudden in the 12 slot say we're going to trade this year in a second to try and move up to 10 and then hope that somebody doesn't jump in, jump in front of us and go up there to the Arizona Cardinals or Seattle or whoever, Tennessee, to get Anthony Richards. To me, you have to be in the top eight picks or you're not getting any of the four quarterbacks. That's my opinion. But uh, so that's the way I see Richards. I think Richardson is going to be gone sooner than the 10th pick anyway. And I do not think that the Texans, once again, if you say five years from now, who's going to be the best? None of us know. We may think we do. We can guess. None of us do. But I know this, that if your career is on the line and you have to have instant production and who can't fail you cannot take anthony richardson over bryce young or cj you just can't five years from now he may be the best if the hype and the the body type and the the skill set lives up to if if he matches it with production sakes he's going to be a phenomenal player in the league but that's a big if right now it may be better if he's coached well bryce young cj stroud one two and i don't care who's picking first or second Okay, and if you're the Texans, there's no way you can take Will Anderson and hope. There is 12. a way. All right, Segs, what about this? Okay. What's, what? Let's say you want to trade with Arizona. Okay. Why don't what, what, you take Will Anderson second? You call up and, Arizona Cardinals on during while the draft's going on and say, we'll give you the 12th pick this year for yours, and we'll give you our first rounder next year. 
That's that's the way that I, I think. And you get Will Anderson and Bryce Young for second and third. The, but my question is, and, and why I asked it that way, because you said it perfectly of what I wanted. Arizona also gets a call from Tennessee, who's sitting at 11 and offers the same trade. So, you know, they call and say, okay, Houston's offering us 12 and a one and a five, whatever. Right. Houston's like, yeah, we'll match that. We're one spot better. You're, you're going to get it. And now if you're, and this doesn't happen until after Will Anderson, I mean, you would have to make that deal before the draft in, in terms of moving up to three. I don't know if Arizona is going to do that because I think they can sit back and wait right till draft night and just say you're talking about if you're the texans on. right oh yeah, yeah where you, you can fleece somebody let them get into a bidding war for the third spot and get an extra third round or second round pick right. over and above the flip-flop and another number one absolutely so the the absolutely. only way i see the texans going will anderson at two is if they can make a pre-draft trade with arizona but again i just don't see arizona making that trade until they are on the clock and they have Everybody's sitting there with their assets that they've offered up, and then they can say, okay, we're going to call this team and say, all right, here it is. Here's who's available. We could sit and take you know, this guy or this guy. Right, and they're in the or, same division, so bid against each other if you guys want to. Right. If you're the Texans and you wait on that and you were to draft Will Anderson second, now they know you got to give up more than you want to get exactly. because you're going to have to fight somebody in division. Segs with that too. Think about this if you're Arizona. They need edge rusher, offensive line, playmaking wide receivers. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like Connor, but there's a running back in this draft mm-hmm. that we all know, B. John Robinson. Think about this. If you're Arizona and get an extra first-round pick and another asset, and then you flip-flop with either Tennessee or Texans, if you're not, if you're sitting at 11, that's about the B. John Robinson time, right? If you look... And if you're if you know if you when Tyler him. comes back, you need right. If you right. some people like you and I, I'm not running back. Yeah, the I first would never picks, take him there, but, but I get yes, this is that's Arizona where he's being we're talking about. about. Right. This is Arizona. And so if you like Kyler, I need him to study more. I need him. Who's going to impact the game more? A seven catch, five catch wide receiver or a twenty-five touch running back? Of course it's the running back, right? So if you're Arizona and they've done some weird ass things over the course of their time. You say, well, let me trade down, get them in a bidding war. And if we think B. John Robinson's better than Jackson Smith, uh, you know, in Jigba as a first receiver or Jordan Addison, whoever, then we'll take that playmaker more to give Kyler Murray help. If you paid Kyler Murray all that money somehow, some way when he's right, you're going to have to get help for him, right? You just are. Wherever that help is, and they need a lot of it. I see three being the movement, and if the Texans want both, it's the 12 pick, not the second pick that you're going to have to be involved in with another first rounder next year. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. And it's just if Arizona says we're not trading until draft night and you're Houston, you can't risk taking Will Anderson at two if you still have not made the trade. Because if right. you do and then they take Tennessee, you risk losing them all. Yeah, you risk losing them all. And you've lost two of those quarterbacks to your division rivals. That's exactly and, right. Because Indy's sitting at four, and most likely they're taking a quarterback if it's Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. And most think that, that three board. of the five worst teams in the league going in this year, that three of them are in the AFC South, yep. mixed in with Arizona and I'm trying to think, maybe Carolina, depending on how Carolina. they do it, somebody else. Tampa, your maybe. Five worst, right. They could be, yeah. 
Uh, that could be a that could be a far fall after being Super Bowl champions two years ago. Right. So uh, then also looking at the draft, we just talked about it. There's a chance that Tennessee moves to three and we just see one, two, three, four. All four quarterbacks go in the first four picks. If I think that's going to happen, Sags. You got to be crossing your fingers, hoping that because then you either have Will Anderson or Jalen Carter sitting in your lap just saying, OK. And then if you're Detroit at six, you're saying, well, I, I could just take either one, whichever one. Seattle doesn't well, take. I'll just take the other, or I can get the number one offensive lineman on the board. Right. And depending uh, on what Seattle does, they're sitting there, stay or move. You, you know, Pete Carroll likes long corners. You know, guys mm-hmm. that, with they, they, and we, they've, we're loaded with corners in this draft. Yeah, Christian so, yeah, they, they, they're in a, fits Seattle very well. That's exactly right. So you've got players and with linemen and some edge rushers. Kid did was it Tyree Wilson from Tyree Texas Wilson. Tech, right? Yep. Sags. And um, is it the Iowa? What's that kid's name? Sags Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, Van Ness, right? So you've got some players, and Seattle will be sitting in a – I got five or six cats to choose from, but if there's activity in the three spot, it's to go up and get another quarterback. You may, may very well see one t- – if a quarterback goes third, a quarterback's going fourth as well. You and I both know that. Yeah. If it doesn't go third, it'll go fourth, and Richardson shows up somewhere, whether it's – or Levis, whether it's the Raiders or somebody else – and listen, I still don't think Atlanta's out of the woods on this. I, I just don't. I, I agree. I, I I can't believe they would be if you're Arthur Smith and you know what you want. And another side thing about that B. John Robinson thing, Segs, if Tennessee gets into the quarterback thing and they're rebuilding, are you going to dangle Malik Willis out there and say, listen, we don't think he, maybe we'll just dangle him out there as an asset. And if I'm Buffalo and you can't move around to get a B. John Robinson, I don't know why you haven't been on the phone call in Tennessee and saying, we'll take Derrick Henry. I, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do that because in December and cold weather, which is a lot of the season for them and pre- pre- preventing Josh Allen from having to take the hits that Sean McDermott does not want him to take. This just elevates and milk the next four years, all you can at 25 carries right. a game from the big horse and say, we're going all in. Here's a second or third round pick, whatever it is. And let's go play because I think that's a missing part to their offense, Segs. I do a consistent pound it with some wiggle back. And if Tennessee really is rebuilding, you know they got to be listening to assets, uh, to how they can get more assets. You have to. It definitely feels like Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, those are going to be the type of guys that could be traded on draft night, just like Agreed. we saw A.J. Brown and some others traded in Agreed. the past few years. Uh, so we could definitely hear their names come that night in terms of a trade. I want to ask you a question. As a former quarterback and, and someone who studies the game and coaches these quarterbacks, looking at the offensive line, there's the Skaronsky kid from Northwestern yep. who is built more like a guard, has the shorter arms under 32 or right at 32, and that's kind of the threshold that we always hear about teams having when it talk, comes to offensive tackle versus offensive guard. Are right. you okay with him as an offensive tackle or do you want a guy like Paris Johnson Jr., who's six six, like thirty five and three quarters arms, almost thirty six, uh, or and he's just huge and he can move? Or Broderick Jones from Georgia, the left tackle, who's got thirty, almost thirty five inch arms? Would you rather those guys be your tackles and take Skaronsky as a guard, or are you okay with Skaronsky since what he showed at Northwestern was being a very good left tackle? Because remember who he replaced, Rayshon Slater, who's now the Chargers left tackle, who was a first-round pick, and everybody said he might be a little too um, compact to be a tackle, and he's played really well. 
Well, thanks. Here's the advantage. And I, listen, those are four good ones you named. And the, 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 I'm so intrigued with Jones at, at Georgia as well, right, mm-hmm. with the way they were coached. But I can tell you this, Skaronsky, here's why I have no problem drafting him as a tackle. One is if he let's say we miss with him as a tackle that we did because of his arm length that he's more compact. Wow. I can move him inside, turn him into Quentin Nelson, right? Make him a pro mm-hmm. bowler. I, so I have there are some that can't make that. So he knows I'm a magic scrunch. I'm a tackle. But you know what? With great teaching, I can be a guy that can play inside. So I don't have a problem with it. And, I, and Stegs, when it comes to measurables, I'm so over it. Now, I'm not going to draft a 4-8 corner. Okay, in the four, but you know, let's be realistic. But I am willing to because I look at Big Ten, there's a hell of a good lot of good players at the Big Ten, and Skaronsky was a dominant player at Northwestern, and he's going to get more reps when they're throwing every down and spread it out no matter where he goes. So, and throwing it a lot, I have zero issue because what if I what if he's got the long arms and he's tall and he's and he and he's doesn't have great feet? I'm just using any player as an example, and I try to move him and I can't move him. And so we're looking at a bus that's on four teams in six right. years. At least I know that if it, if it doesn't work outside and it just because of three inch difference in his reach. Now, listen, in the end, if you've got good punch and you're not willing and you're willing to, and it's, a, it's like anything, Seg's a golfer, right? Like if you're Jim Furyk and that big figure eight swing yep. it, that none of us would use because we can't, but what does he always do at, at the point of impact? He squares the club face. I don't give a rat's ass how he gets to it because he can't. I care how I get to it because it'd be different. Right. So if Skaronsky can make up for technique-wise with shorter arms, put it this way. Is that going to be – now, if all things being equal, I'll take the bigger dude. But if I like one guy better, got good footwork, got to, i got to have nasty in my offensive lineman. We know Skaronsky's smart. Uh, not saying the other guys aren't, but we're focused mm-hmm. on him right now. Uh, three or fourth or fifth down the line. Now, if I'm looking and I have a question, man, he struggled with his punch and with his hands, then, then I might – but I haven't heard, aside from the length of him, I don't hear anybody in these draft reports say, not real good with his hands. Right, right. So mm-hmm. I can win with him at two positions. You know, like we tell a swing tackle. If I can have a guy that can play outside and move inside if I need him to, I got no issue with it. I'm not worried about his length of his arms if he was a dominant player in a real, if he was a dominant player in a conference that was, that, that was a division two, and I'm not real sure if he can handle the best athletes in the world outside, well, then maybe. But right now, I'm not worried about it. I think uh, I think he is a go, and I don't think if you love him, you're going to pass on him. Is it just me, or does kind of the to me the lock of the draft, like the pick that I see, the Quentin Nelson of this draft, the guy that you feel can't miss? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but looking at the Raiders, do, it, does Christian Gonzalez just not scream a Raider to you? Just he's fast All as hell, day, every day, yes, long. This is just the type of guy they draft every single year in the first round. And uh, we've seen nice if they hit on one of those. Exactly. I was going to say it's been a while since we've seen a first round pick, like really work Uh, the big tackle um, from UCLA. I'm blanking on his name. He's been really good. Uh, Colton Miller. Miller. He, he's, yeah, he's been, been a really good player. He's probably Solid. been their only first round pick right. for a decade. And I was even talking about on the, on the other side, right? Yeah. It just depends on where you are. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've made a lot of mistakes. They, but that just seems like the lock of the draft. Is this, I a, may dig go be, on. Is this, is this a dig because of this? Because well, of no, I mean, are you digging on my Raiders because you know I, I'm a diehard fanatic? 
I mean, hey, Jimmy oh, yeah, G, thanks, asshole, Jimmy Appreciate G, you, they're gonna just sit and have another quarterback to <laughs> and, hey, and say, so you're talking about the lock of the draft, the lock of a team that just is gonna pick this dude because that's yes, who they are, right? Yeah, he's it's pick, like if Al Davis that, was alive, they're picking the wide receiver that can't catch but can run. Yeah, right? and and yeah, that's my lock Quentin Johnson. Like Quentin yeah, Johnson. There, there you that's go. Him. My lock, my lock of the draft is like when I when I'm thinking lock, I'm thinking the guy who like a Will Anderson who. Even if he's average, ain't failing in the league. No, right? I'm so talking have, a team. You're talking picking about this team. guy, <laughs> of course. And in, and, in, and even my dog is is sending yeah. loud messages, howling at like howling at the moon. Uh, Segs, I'll tell you this: if you if they do draft him, and in three years he's on another team, it's gonna uh, it's chap my ass, and I'll and I, I'm gonna start picking from him from my form from my living room. If he doesn't work in three years, well, Josh McDaniels will be gone. But I would, yes, he will. I would be hesitant to take the job because it's just cursed at this point. Yeah, if he same. doesn't work out, because everything there has been bad. And we're talking about teams that could be really bad next year. I right. think they're going to be a top ten pick, right around the tenth pick type team. I don't think Jimmy's going to be able to take them and, and lead them to the playoffs over the Chargers or the or the Chiefs, and we'll see what happens with Sean Payton and the Broncos. But um, they can't be any worse, Eggs. I can yeah, tell you that. It, it's about the quarterback position, you wouldn't think, right? That's a shame because it just felt like they were finally in that spot where they're going to have to go get one of these quarterbacks, and then they go get Jimmy G, and it, it just kind of all that momentum just crashes. And, and I like sure Jimmy Sigs. G. I do too, but I'm not sure that if they're sitting there and they get Richardson or Levis, I'm still not sure they don't draft him, which I, would be a Raider thing I, too. I hope, I hope they thing. would, to be honest. If I was a Raider yeah. fan, I hope they would take one of those guys and say, you know what? Yeah, Jimmy's here. Yeah, we paid him, but we got to have this guy for the future, and we we believe in these guys. They would no show question. me they believe in him because I don't think they're bad enough to be in the Caleb Williams, Drake May range next year. So that's going to be a They're, problem. No, they got a lot. They've got a handful of teams to go through to be that bad, including Arizona and three teams from the AFC South. Yeah. And then real quick, we just saw Jeff Okuda, former number three pick by the Lions cornerback. He was traded to Atlanta for a fifth round pick. He was just drafted three years ago. I can't believe it. When I, when I saw, I cannot believe it. Like, I, I can't mean, believe it, which tells me I'm just telling you, Segs, if to, what's Detroit sixth? Yes, they said it's six. they are drafting a corner. Yeah, they, and they, they make zero mistake about it. And they went right heavy now, in free agency at corner, and they still need a corner. That's how bad that's right. it was. And you can never have enough of those dudes. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, now, I don't know if they trade up and they want to, they, they, if they're sitting there and they think they want another weapon. But to me, and I like what Dan's doing. And I actually, right now, if I was a bet man on a futures bet, I would pick them to win the division today. Yeah. I'm talking agreed. about today. Agreed. That being said, because I, I think they've done a hell of a job, and we know they can score. It all comes down to what golf's showing up. If Jared exactly. Goff shows up, I was they're just going to say that. If he shows up, man, they, they, I mean, and and plays, then they, they got a chance. I mean, that guy could. One week I'm like, this guy's a Hall of Fame arm, and then the next week I'm like, okay, make the better decision. But they showed me something, and they showed me resilience last year. Uh, I, I can't fathom now. Maybe they want to keep scoring and scoring and get more weapons. But at the six pick segs, it reeks of a defensive dominator and somebody that can take over and you pencil in and start them. If they stay there, I'll actually be really surprised if it's not a corner yet or somebody on that side of the football. Cause I know yeah. they can score hell. They can score from the parking lot. Yeah. So that, and, but think about how Segs you draft the guy. I think he's going to be, a, and a lot of people thought he was going to be a hell of a player, mm -hmm. a fifth round draft pick three years later.
Yeah. Unbelievable. That's, that's brutal. Yeah, I think it they're is. sitting they could be that Tyree Wilson team because they need that other, you know, stout pass rusher edge guy that can set the edge on the run and do all that opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. He'd be a good pick as well for them. Um, Sean, do you have YouTube TV? I do. Oh, you do. So you get a break. You mean, you mean on my smart TV? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So you I get, get a break. break. You think it's expensive terms... enough for you thanks, to watch all yeah. the games next year? <laughs> right. Um, if you have YouTube TV, I guess you're kind of in luck. Um, it will be, $349 to watch to get the NFL uh, Sunday the ticket. The former DirecTV package. Yes, right. it is not. And it's more expensive. It adds like 40 bucks if you add the red zone on there as well. Yes, yep. Um, you can save $100 if you order it before June 6th, which seems like a very arbitrary date. But June 6th, if you order it before, it's $249. Um, yeah. It's if you don't extra... have any of them, Sigs, isn't it up near 500 bucks, like 489 or something? 489 if you don't have YouTube TV and you want Red Zone with it. So almost 500 bucks, 389 if you order it before June 6th. Um 349 or 449, excuse me, if you don't have YouTube TV and you just want all the games and not Red Zone. So um you know what we're going to do Segs? Everybody was hoping that it was going to be cheaper. Everybody was they're hoping gonna we were going to get yeah, they're oh, going to pay. Gonna... They're people they they I mean YouTube's going to print money. Because oh, we're going to pay for it when all is said and done. But at some point, like everything, when there's more of it, eventually you lower, you start to call up saying, I'm not doing, okay, $60 off if you'll order before midnight tonight or whatever right, right, to right. reduce the price. Hell, right. I, I've had Sunday ticket for close to a decade um, when I was oh, yeah. right before I moved to Texas and then the whole time I was in Texas and with DirecTV. And I think I paid for three years of Sunday ticket. That's it. Every year I'd call and just be like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to, I'm going to cut the no, cable. No, here, check oh, this out. Here's Sunday this. ticket right. for you right. for free right. and red zone and everything. And, and we are rewarding you for being a Sunday ticket guy. Yes. Yes. Right. So, I mean, hopefully YouTube TV gets to that, but yeah, be ready to pay. The other issues I've seen people have is they don't have the single team options where that's was the talk that they were going to have, where if you live in Texas and you're a bears fan, you could just order the bears games every week. And they did not come out with that. I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. It seems so know. logical and it seems an extra way. It's like Seg's making that. And then there's like that roster bonus, right? You know, yeah. they got all these bonuses and all this base salary and guaranteed money. Oh, by the way, if you show up for 80% of the workouts in the off season, I'm giving you an extra workout bonus, right? Yes. Or you make the roster roster. Bonus. It's the same way with this. It's like, okay, you want the whole thing. We'll take the big package. But if you don't, and you're not going to join it at all, then for a, for a buck 19, you can, whatever it is, right. You know, 119 bucks. You can watch your team play with no blackout the whole time, all the way through, regardless. You get my point. Yep. And uh, although the blackouts become another whole issue, which is, oh, that's uh, just... aren't we past that in 2023, neither here nor there. Bottom line is that you're going to get okie doked by YouTube because you know what? They're in a position segs to do it. They get to corner the market on this because direct TV is not coming back. I'm just I'm shocked that the NFL Allowed did it. not did, well did not just create Vet their it. own streaming Vet it. right or or just come out like MLB and NBA they just have their own the league owns their streaming packages why wouldn't NFL why do they run, yeah right why, drop a billion why? dollars or whatever it is and you don't I mean it's your money you know how much money you're gonna, gonna make buy, right why why have a middleman is what I'm asking I guess why exactly. why have that YouTube TV middleman instead of just like on my smart TV I just have the MLB app 
and then it's got MLB TV right there, and I can watch all the games. And then we, ML, I mean, the NFL likes money. Yeah, the Shield makes I, a lot of money. I don't know why you wouldn't corner that market. And now you've got a monopoly on every damn thing you want. Oh gosh, they would. They anyway, would run. It would surprise me. But somehow, some way, as we know, the NFL and YouTube are going to work in cahoots where the NFL is going to make a real nice cut of this. And you oh, and I both yeah, know. Yeah. Or I also thought the NFL would say, "Listen, if we're going into business with you, our customers are important. There, we 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 got to go in." And we got to make it reasonable for a family like me. When I was growing up, my dad wouldn't have been able to pay. Say, no, yeah. And I come from a similar, but how in the way back in the, how in the world were my family going to pay hell $300 to pay for direct for, for that. That was, that that's money in pocket. And that's, that's three weeks worth of groceries. And there right. are families that still in this day and age that live there. And I oh, and 100%. Stuff that love football. Yeah. Majority, and majority of this majority country, of the fans. That's exactly right. No question so, about it. Yeah, I'm I'm shocked at the prices. I I thought they would be much lower. I think they were lower on Directv. If I if I remember correctly, oh, they I think were. it was I think it was two ninety nine, two hundreds, right? Two seventy nine, seventy nine for the so whole Seventy nine sticks out to me. And then if you yeah. had it before, there was always a little coupon bonus yeah, or whatever it was. No doubt, agreed. Uh, I cannot believe they left Directv and then they raise the prices. Like, well, that's then are they going to make it where you can instead of just you know, like Directv would allow you to make three payments. Are they going to spread it out where somebody can make 12 payments? Hopefully, I'm going to have to 60, look at that. Right, where because... they're 69 bucks a month as opposed to three payments at 250 bucks or 49 bucks a month. Right. You can spread out like you would a, a doggone car payment. Right. Because, damn. <laughs> yeah, people dropping 350 or yes. 400 on, on just a football package. I, I wouldn't do it. Especially since a lot of people that watch love one team. Exactly. A lot of them, right, Seg? So, yeah, you're exactly it. it they got to make it worthwhile. But uh, those initial prices gave everybody the old wow factor. That's yeah. for damn sure. Definitely. No definitely. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Sean Salisbury Show. Uh, it was a fun one. We're brought to you by Bet yeah. Online. Thanks to Believe. NFL draft, it's coming quick. Yeah. I still We're say, gonna knock out, you, I you still say, say it's going to be young, young and Stroud. Stroud. That, in that order. I don't think movement starts till pick three, Segs, and that's. We'll, yeah. I know that we'll it'll we'll talk about this ad nauseum the next two and a half, sixteen days, like you said, yep. whatever it is. And we got a lot of baseball to talk because I'm curious. Hey. Maybe on Friday, Segs, we pump out another one mm-hmm. this Friday because I'm curious, real quick, to to ask you about the ball, the way it's flying. Do you think the that pitchers are? I don't want to say hurried, but kind of hurried to the point where they're throwing pitches where guys can drive more. Uh, just just a lot of stuff going on, and Otani, you can't hit a ball on the inner half of the plate to left center for a home run, and he did. So we'll He's talk about alien. early season starts and and what you see with your team in Chicago and here in the Astros as well, Seg. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, we will talk to you guys later this week. See you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.